Tis the season to be jolly and joyous. Bum bum falala. Hi, welcome to the final Agony Aunt instalment of this year. I asked you all to send in questions as per, and I said, they can be festive if you like. And you really went for it, and I'm really appreciative of that. So, this week, the questions that I have to answer are, I fancy Santa more than my own boyfriend, what should I do? Is having mistletoe hanging in public places just asking for twatty guys to be even more twatty and horrid? I'm starting to have doubts that Santa Claus is real. Should I voice these concerns or continue potentially living a lie for the benefit of my family? I think I'd rather be mates than blitzing than Rudolph. Is that kind of toxic? Okay, bring the tone down. Uh, I find I find spending time with my family super detrimental to my mental well-being. They trigger me and remind me of who I was before I actually took part in the real world. I don't want to spend Christmas with them, but also can't shake the adage that blood is thicker than water. Is it acceptable not to spend Christmas with them? And the final one. Right, so I went on a date with a great gal. Best date I've had in a while. Mentioned I was looking for a room. And I know she's looking for a roommate since she hasn't had any luck finding someone. And she's asked if maybe I was interested. Her flat is gorge. She's an absolute spice. But I can also imagine being pals. Okay, so let's go. In that order. I fancy Santa more than my own boyfriend. What should I do? Okay. You're not the only person who feels like this. In a recent study, it was found that 84% of people fantasise about shagging Santa. 75% of people, this is the entire population of the world, don't ask where the study's from, it's completely legitimate, I didn't make it up. 75% would leave their partner for him and 98% of the population have polished one off Christmas Eve hoping he might hear and join them. So you are not alone, okay? If your partner is a jealous person, just start small. Get them to wear red underwear. Gently suggest that they don't shave or tweeze. Sneak butter into every meal and start buying them clothes that are too large. This will hopefully make them believe that they're going mad and they will start to eat more if the butter doesn't work. You can then begin to go full Matilda on their ass and put white hair dye mixed with peroxide into their shampoo. Um, there is a small chance that over time all this behaviour will make them legitimately mad and it may be taken to a facility for people who think they're Father Christmas. But that just means you can break in and have a danger fuck. Super hot. Okay? I hope that helps. Next question. Is having mistletoe hanging in public places just asking for twatty guys to be even more twatty and horrid? If someone is a twat they're a twat and they're going to interpret any situation into a time to be a horrid twat. You could say the same for people wearing short skirts just being an invitation to twatty guys being horrid. So let's not get in the way of fun romantic snogs for many people out there, merely out of the fear that some people may use it for the wrong reasons. I know it's nearly Christmas, but this, basically you, may just be a snowflake too far. No offence. A little bit of history for you now. The tradition of snogging beneath this horny twig began in ancient Greece as it's associated with fertility. And apparently, when the Romans were living it up, they would, uh, and by living it up I mean in power and doing their thing, making roads and shit, they would reconcile their differences with their enemies under the mistletoe. 
Now, I can only interpret this as they shagged out their issues. Not very healthy, but very hot. If anyone wants to help me create a Pornhub category of ancient Romans hashing stuff out under the mistletoe, let me know. We can call it <laughs> hashing and bashing. How about that? Okay, next question. <sighs> this one really got me. This was, I'm sure, very difficult for this person to talk about. I'm starting to have doubts that Santa Claus is real. Should I voice these concerns or continue potentially living a life for the benefit of my family? Now, I don't know who's been gaslighting you into thinking that Santa Claus isn't real, but this is absolute nonsense, right? Imagine it's some 4chan incel making up shit that QAnon have locked on to. It's disgusting, and I'm sorry that this has happened to you. If anyone else has heard this filth, just watch the film The Santa Claus, and this will help to explain, in very enjoyable layman's terms, how Santa continues to squeeze himself into our tight openings and spill his full sack for us each year. Okay? Next question. I think I'd rather be mates with Blitzen than Rudolph. Is that kind of toxic? Now, I'm going to be honest. This Rudolph propaganda has gone too fucking far. I know from several reliable sources that there are many reasons that Rudolph was playing by himself that year. Okay? He was left alone for a reason. Also, he signed a contract with Santa that he legally has to fulfil each year. He gets paid more to be at the front with that obnoxious nose that was gifted to him by his exceptionally wealthy parents, all right? He now also gets all the royalties from that song. He can buy more friends, okay? Second to Vixen, Blitzen is the biggest lush and sex part out of all the reindeer. Top tier deer to be pals with over Christmas. All the fun. So no, it's not toxic at all. Unless you two are dancing to one of Britney's best songs on the dance floor this year, tired babes, okay? Next question. I find spending time with my family super detrimental to my mental well-being. Detrimental to my mental. Detrimental to my mental. Sorry, this is serious. They trigger me and remind me of who I was before I actually took part in the real world. I don't want to spend Christmas with them, but also can't shake the adage that blood is thicker than water. Is it acceptable not to spend Christmas with them? Now, first of all, the actual saying is, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. So this saying actually means that the bonds you've made by choice are more important than the people that you are bound to by the water of the womb. So it means the opposite. You you don't owe anyone who makes you feel like shit anything, regardless of who they are to you, or more specifically, who society deems they are to you. It is worth looking inward and figuring out if this is your own resentment that can be worked through, communicated, and if you can come to a place of communication with boundaries. It's extremely fulfilling and fun to spend the festive season with family you have made aka your pals however if this is going to create more stress for you with your family than to be with them then just sit with that and see how the prospect feels to you if they're going to guilt you rather than create space for you to talk you can absolutely put a boundary in place and come back to it when you feel that you have the mental wherewithal now people tend to view these kinds of issues through the lens of their own experience what their family means to them you know, but it's your family. Yes, exactly. It's their family, not yours and not your experience. Now, I I don't know if this runs deeper generally as an issue for you and your family, but what I'm about to say extends to that as well as Christmas. What will you miss about not being with them? If the answer is nothing or not very much at all, then don't go and have a think about if and how you want them in your life moving forward. 
if this is about not being able to be with them this year specifically, then absolutely take the time you need and enjoy it without guilt. I would hasten a guess that you are over the age of 18. If not, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. But if you are over 18, then you are an adult and you can make your own decisions. There is a fantastic post about this on Joe Westwood's Instagram account. She is the codependency coach, also one of my very best friends. Um, but go there, it's, there's more detail and I think she has it kind of perfectly over there. But yeah, you don't know them anything. This is about managing what's going to be best for you in the long run. Okay, final question. Right, so I went on a date with a great gal, best date I've had in a while, mentioned I was looking for a room and I know she's looking for a roommate since she hasn't had any luck finding someone and I asked, that was weird intonation, wasn't it? Since she hasn't had any luck finding someone and asked if I maybe was interested, her flat is gorge, she's an absolute spice, but I can't, but I can also imagine being pals. Hmm. I feel like if she really wanted to pursue something with you in the future, she wouldn't ask you to be her roommate. Or if she doesn't, she did, then it's all a bit messy. Like, if you feel she could be a crush that turns into a pal after seeing her pubes in the soap and getting annoyed by her dirty dishes in the sink, not a euphemism, then go for it. There is, however, also the chance that you will fall in love with your roommate and you have to live with them and she will hold the power in that situation because it's basically her home that you're entering into. Again, not a euphemism. The fact that this is the best date you've been on in a while and the fact that there are many, many other rooms with many other people in the whole wide world that you could move in with, I would say, why not make another friend somewhere else in a new home and just continue to date her. If things end badly or they fizzle, then you won't be living with her when that happens. And if things go super well, well, you might just be moving into a place together as a couple at some point. So basically, yeah, don't shit where you eat, babes, I would say. So this week, as a Christmas gift, I've answered all the questions on here rather than on the Patreon. But word to the wise, the Patreon next week, because it's the Christmas special, is huh? King hilarious. Um, if you want to join all the gorgeous people over at More Than Friends, the Dating My Mates Patreon, who will be getting that, dropping next week, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dating My Mates. So yes, next week is the Christmas spash and I've just paid and sent for it to try and be fixed because it's quite distorted. Um, so that's another gift from me to you. Um, after that, I'll be having a tiny break and then I'll be back in Jan. If you have any recovery-based questions for an Agony Aunt episode, please send them in as there's a momentous occasion happening in a few weeks. This can be if you are in 12-step for something, if you're considering becoming abstinent for something or wanting to change a behaviour, or how to support someone who is in recovery from something, or any lessons or funny tales that you have from being in recovery or being abstinent. Um, so that's it. But yeah, next week is the Christmas Spash. And as I said, all my all the people that are more than friends with me, you'll be getting a freaking great episode next week. So lust you all. And uh see you all next. You'll be hearing from me in a week's time. Ugh.